Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here this afternoon with Brentley Jordan. Good to see you, Michelle. Good to, Good see to be you here. Too, Brentley. Yeah. Um, and we're here to discuss your sermon from this past Sunday, which was the hope of reconciliation with God from Isaiah 53 verses one through 12, which is yes. quite a long passage. Um, yes, it was long and difficult and beautiful. All of those things. All of those things. Exactly. Um, and it's focused on Jesus as the suffering servant. Um, that those verses in Isaiah, um, and then you you connected Isaiah with a couple of passages in the Gospels. One in Mark ten, if I wrote it down correctly. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and the other one in John ten, which again, did I write that yeah. down correctly? Okay. Yeah, I think because I was like, all of a sudden, that. I'm like looking at my notes, going, "Hmm, I wasn't feeling great on Sunday, so yeah." Numbers might have gotten mixed up a little bit. No, it was, yeah. Mark 10, 45 and John 10, 11. Oh, 45. That's good. I'm going to change my notes because I have 25. Yeah. That's not right. Okay. So you connected. So those two verses connected Jesus's. Jesus is pointing to his own life and ministry and yeah. connecting it to Isaiah 53, where yeah. Isaiah describes the suffering servant of God. Yeah. Um, so I think... I think where I want to start really is I have written down here somewhere in my notes, the definition of reconciliation. Oh yeah. I'm wondering if you could um, find that for us and, and just remind us how do we define reconciliation? Yeah. So, I mean, my, my real simple definition that I didn't spend a lot of time unpacking mm -hmm. um, was just saying the restoring of peace between two parties and, and specifically mm -hmm. thinking of the restoring of peace between God and man, and mm -hmm. that that peace was existed in the garden and was yeah. ruined at Adam and Eve's rebellion, and has been, been been broken ever since. And it's that peace that Jesus restores on the cross. Okay, okay. And so I know in this sermon series we're talking about, um, you know, all, we're living in this already, not yet. Yeah. Um, it, point where God has made promises mm -hmm. that have been that have been fulfilled and have uh, not yet been fulfilled yes and so um I just just as a um overview which I don't I'm not following the outline of your sermon I that's okay that's all right um, but <clears throat> I haven't mentioned it. I was feeling sick on Sunday. I'm not <laughs> sure about how great of notes I have. So. Part of what happens in this season. <laughs> it is. Um, so if we were to look at reconciliation in the already, but mm -hmm. not yet, how would you define reconciliation in the already? Or how would yeah. you see that? Just oh yeah. It. Yeah. So um, so we have the gift if if we place faith in Christ, by his grace, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
So the Holy Spirit, I mean, while he applies the work of salvation, that's, you know, that's kind of a, a not yet thing. But what the Holy Spirit is already is he is the presence of the Lord um, inside of each of us. Uh, you know, we have access to the presence of God within each of us. So that is, and so that's the P, that's reconciliation, peace between God and man already. Because mm. I, the Holy Spirit is in me. I have access to the presence of God. I have mm -hmm. peace with God already. Mm -hmm. And it's also true that um, I can't all, I can't see God or the Holy Spirit. I can't hear him audibly. Um, mm. So, so there's a not yet to this, mm. to this peace and presence. Okay. Yes. Okay. That makes sense to me because the, as we, David and I discussed a little bit last week about how when Jesus' first coming has brought um, spiritual uh, benefits, I'm trying to remember exactly how we termed it, but um, <clears throat> personal peace, right? So mm -hmm. like the personal um, personal peace with Jesus, personal peace with God, mm -hmm. and his second coming will bring global like we'll, we'll bring those promises globally. And oh, sure. I, I think also in some way, um, physically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was more, you know, David's, David's sermon was focused a little more on curse reversal, which, right. um, right. so there's a, there's a more broad, uh, reversal of the curse that will be in complete fulfillment at the second coming. Right. Um, and you'll also see that with, with Rob's sermon this week, um, will be about restoring wholeness so that mm -hmm. that wholeness will have um, more broad implications of, of the, the new heavens and the new earth mm -hmm. in the new creation. Mm -hmm. um, reconciliation is a little bit more pinpointed into um, peace between man and God. Um, so the sermon, uh, David's sermon and Rob's sermon will have a little bit more of the, the broad impact uh, you know, on the world and creation itself. Right, right. Well, but I guess my point is that um, we have peace, as you said, we have peace with yeah. Christ individually, personally, and yet in a way that we have to trust by faith mm -hmm. because it is not physically tangible. Yeah. Right. And so oh, yeah. in the not, that's where, that's our not yet part. So yeah, there you go. Are the already part. And then the not yet part is that physical presence with God. Yeah. In the new creation, in the new heaven, in the new world, in the new earth. Yeah. Because when, when I am in complete peace with God in the presence of God, um, surrounded by others who have complete peace with God in the presence of God, then then everything will be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm still surrounded by people who have this partial peace or no peace with God. And right. so so I'm, you know, we're all stumbling over each other and, mm -hmm. and dealing with the pain uh, caused by one another. And mm -hmm. that's not going to be the case at all in the new mm -hmm. creation. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Like what David said. We mm -hmm. are a majestic mess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Sad. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, sad and true. Um, So when you, so then let's come back to the already. Mm -hmm. And you talked about that pain and the brokenness and that we're dealing with all of this. Um, We have hope, but we also have to deal with reality. Yeah. And I think that um, I, I have written down in my notes you have to ponder the sin and the sorrow and the pain mm-hmm. of the world around us and that we yeah. personally have ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I was really struck. I mean, the, one of the phrases that hit me the most as I studied Isaiah 53 was the phrase that described this suffering servant as a man of sorrows. Mm. So then I realized, okay, this, this is talking about Jesus and to think about Jesus as in, in his life on earth as a man of sorrows, um, and that is very uncomfortable when I think about um, I am a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm a follower of one who's described as a man of sorrows. Um, that's not typically, I mean, typically the reality is, yes, I want to follow Jesus. And I want to believe that following Jesus will give me a comfortable, blessed uh, enjoyable life on earth. So I want comfortable, blessed, and enjoyable to come along with the description of, of my life, not man of sorrows. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really difficult to just to, to step alongside that and think about, okay, if is following Jesus, um, the life of being a Jesus follower, uh, is that just, it's designed to be marked uh, by sorrow? Um, cause I don't, I don't want that mm. yet. I, I do want that. I do want to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want sorrows. I want to run as far as I, you know, as far as I can away from those. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that was just a difficult facing my own desire for comfort and to realize, God, this part, part of the life you call us to includes a life that, that is painful. And, mm. and includes sorrow. And mm-hmm. how do I, how do I just justify that with, with my own desires? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that was just a real personal thing to, to sort through. Am I okay that, uh, that my Christian life, um, the Christian life that God has for me is going to include a lot of sorrow? Mm. It's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It is. I think especially, you know, sitting where we sit in America in Mm -hmm. 2021, um, sure, there's been a lot of sorrow and pain um, around us, especially because of COVID and the restrictions and people losing their jobs and all of this. Um, And I don't want to make light of that because and losing loved ones. I mean, oh, my goodness. Um, Just just the hardness of that. and then, and now I'm going to do something you said not to do in your sermon, which is compare. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which we naturally do because we have eyes. Right. And we, and I'm looking at Haiti, the mm-hmm. people of Haiti, like who can't even walk to church without yeah. being afraid of being kidnapped. I'm yeah. thinking about the believers in the Middle East um, or in China or in mm-hmm. North Korea, where they can't yeah. even say the word God without being arrested. Um, yeah. You know, and and the sorrow and the pain of that, and I think uh, it's not so bad here. Yeah, 
And those, I mean, there's, there is value in having a broad perspective and just understanding the degrees and different kinds of suffering, uh, uh, you know, across the board. Um, and it's true that that doesn't change the fact that in this moment, in my maybe superficial way, I'm really struggling with something. Um, right. And, and what helps me then is I realize that, okay, when in my moment of sin, pain, or sorrow, um, it's true that I can look to Jesus who was, um, you know, was uh, inconvenienced by the, the sin of others and mm. experienced pain and sorrow. And in my sin, pain, and sorrow, I can relate more deeply with my Savior. Mm. So, so if I could draw my, my focus um, away from my sin or away from the comparison, I mean, those things have some value, but if my primary focus when I'm in the midst of sin, pain, mm. and sorrow could be, um, I wonder how this felt for Jesus when he was, you know, wronged by others, when, mm. um, when he experienced the, the, the pain or the death of a loved one. I wonder how that hit him. And, and in the moment, I can say, you know what? I think I understand more deeply now how that hit him. And mm. Because I'm feeling it right now, mm-hmm. and and when when I move into understanding, because then I can understand. Okay, well, I'm feeling it right now, and and I can understand that Jesus felt the same thing, and perhaps even more. Um, that moves me into a deeper care for and love of my Savior, who went through incredible things for me, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, my attention, you know, just through this through this thought process. It has stepped away from woe is me and has mm-hmm. stepped into what a savior. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just a different, it's a different place to be. Nothing has mm-hmm. changed about my circumstances, um, mm-hmm. but, but my attention is now at the what a savior mm-hmm. rather than woe is me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, a, that's a, an important process that we need to go through, each, of, yeah. each one of us. Um, yeah, that change of perspective. I, you know, as David David always refers to it as, you know, from looking at your belly button to, to forcing mm-hmm. your gaze out. Yeah. You know, yeah. from inward to outward. Yeah. And um, I just find that helpful, a helpful way for me to figure out where, where am I looking right now? Yeah. You know, if I'm feeling down or... <clears throat> Yeah, and in the midst of that, I'm confronted with a question because I real I, I the the question is this: Would I rather that that conversation leads me to a place where I'm focusing more intently on the Lord and I'm moving into a deeper appreciation and love for the Lord? Mm-hmm. So the question is this: Would I rather be comfortable or move into a deeper relationship with the Lord? Hmm. And I think okay. That's pretty tough yeah. because I want to say I would rather move into a deeper relationship with the Lord. But I have to acknowledge that often what takes me there is sin, pain, and sorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth is, many times, my sinful nature, I choose, I would rather be comfortable mm-hmm. than move into a deeper relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Ouch. That's mm-hmm. not good. But, right. but that's, right. a, that's, that's a helpful... Um, way for me to frame it and just to acknowledge what I'm choosing in a given moment. Am I right. choosing, am I dreaming 
of comfort or am I choosing and embracing um, getting to relate with my savior more deeply? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's so convicting. laughs> yes, because we just want <laughs> comfort. I just, you know, as I'm sitting here on my sub porch with my little space heater underneath, yes. my, underneath my desk. Oh, yeah. Keeping me warm. Yes, we do. We just want comfort. Um, and I think um, yeah, the thing I appreciate about this sermon series is that it's helping me to remember that mm. as believers, it is good for us to acknowledge reality, the reality yeah. of the brokenness, yeah. mm -hmm. the reality of the um, sorrow, the reality of the pain, um, of the imperfection in mm -hmm. this world. And, um, and when we acknowledge that, then it does not negate the hope that we also have. Yeah. 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 I have loved just the reminder, you know, so often I think of Advent season, we know Advent means coming. So we think mm -hmm. about the coming of Jesus, but I've loved this focus on the coming of Jesus. It's, there's a first coming and a second coming. So mm -hmm. I, I want in Christmas, I want to be thinking about both first and second coming. I want to be yeah. thankful for his first coming. And, and I want to be just imagining and dreaming of and hoping for um, the second coming, the, the, the complete fulfillment of everything that was started in the first coming. Mm -hmm. And so I love having both those comings in view in mm -hmm. all in Advent season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is really, that's really um, good. So I think we've talked about, you had two statements up on the screen during oh, your yeah. sermon. And so we've mm -hmm. talked about the first one, which yeah. was, you'll have to read it to me because I don't have it up right now. Yeah. So the, the first one was just this idea that every moment we are impacted by the brokenness of this world. Um, and in all of those moments, we have the opportunity to relate more deeply with Jesus. Mm. Right. And so we've we've covered that one. Yeah. Yeah. So so then the second one was getting to this, what we were just talking about, this the second coming. And it is yeah. the depths of pain and sorrow associated with identifying with Christ while living in a broken world are only surpassed by the heights of the glory of his presence. Um, so for me to think about, yes, sin, pain and sorrow is absolutely miserable. And, mm -hmm. and I don't. I don't want to sugarcoat that. I don't want to say, you know, it, it, in fact, I want to say it's so miserable that the, the only thing that surpasses the depth of that misery um, is the heights of the glory of the presence of the Lord. Hmm. Um, and, and even to paint that picture and say, there, there may be some um, in this life things that can surpass the depth of that sin, pain, and sorrow. Um, mm -hmm. There may be. But what I know for sure is there's there's an eternal thing um, mm -hmm. that that far surpasses that. Um, mm -hmm. I, there's this you know the passage in Corinthians. I want to read it just for a minute. Second Corinthians five, um, seventeen, and, and this is just amazing that Paul writes this. He says, "For our light and momentary troubles mm -hmm. are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all." And so I don't want to get caught up in you know, he's calling my huge struggle light and momentary. 
I don't want to get caught up in that, but, but what I want to get caught up in is the fact that compared to the eternal glory of, pres- of being in the full-on presence of God, that, that far outweighs them. So that paints for me this vision of however painful my sin, pain, and sorrow is, I can have biblical hope that that complete presence with the Lord in his second coming, that is will far far surpass the the pain of the sorrow I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. And there is, I mean, there's a lot of hope in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's hope in that hope is, you know, placing faith in what you cannot see. So right. let's yeah. be honest, we can't see it right, right. now. Right. But, but man, that is, that's what, I mean, if we believe in what the Bible says, it's telling us that hope, that glory far outweighs what the pain we're going through now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, that's just a beautiful thing to give us some hope and perspective and, mm-hmm. and, and perseverance. And perseverance, exactly. And as you're describing the depths and the heights, I just, I keep thinking, um, you know, if we, if we didn't have the extremes, mm-hmm. if we didn't, ha- if we didn't experience the brokenness or the mm-hmm. mess that we're mm-hmm. in right now, we wouldn't appreciate the oh, heights yeah. of glory. Oh and yeah. So we can't have joy without sorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and pain without relief from you know, or you know, relief from pain without feeling the pain. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when I'm in the middle of the woe is me kind mm-hmm. of emotions or or thought process, I if I can remember what's coming in the future, then I can appreciate what I have now or, you know, the mess that I'm experiencing now, like, okay, this is a mess. Mm -hmm. And once I reach heaven or I'm in the new creation, I will appreciate it so much more because of the mess I'm in right now. And part of what the gift of the Holy Spirit is, as I think about the hope of glory, um, the the Holy Spirit can, in in real time, the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit can begin to bring me some genuine peace and joy in the moment Mm -hmm. that comes from just thinking and hoping for the glory in the future. So it's not just a hope that does nothing for the moment. It's it's a hope for the future that the Holy Spirit can take and turn into genuine joy and peace in the moment, which mm-hmm. is just in the middle the of mysterious that gift. Yes, in the middle of the mess. Yes. Which, yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because that yeah. is important. It's oh yeah, important yeah. It's not remember. like it's not like we're miserable until Christ comes back. Right. Um, because of the Holy Spirit, that we can have joy in the midst of misery. We can have peace in the midst of of trouble. Um, and it's not just you know it's it's just not it's. It's not just giving it lip service. I mean, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is real, and the peace and joy the Holy Spirit gives us is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Thank God for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you want to bring out from um, the sermon on Sunday? No, I that that hits it. This is fun. You get me. You get me all energized uh, thinking. <laughs> rethinking about this and and reading some of God's word. 
this is fun. Uh, yeah, it is. It's good. And um, I just want to mention um, before we close, I just want to mention again um, how we how we need to recognize and process the pain and the mess and the sorrow that we're in right now. And sometimes we need specific um, moments and time and space in order to do that. And so we are offering, Covenant is offering a longest night service. Um, And that's on December 21st at 7 p.m. And we're going to be doing that on Zoom. So it's not on live stream. So if you want an invitation to that Zoom meeting, there's a form you need to go to our website, go to Christmas at Covenant, just put that in the search bar on our website and you will see, or you can search longest night and you can find the form that you need to fill out in order to sign up for that. And we'll be sending that out on Tuesday, December 21st, that link. So I want to make sure that if you are one of those who, um, and I'm you know, like you, our audience, not just you, Brentley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are one of those who, um, who've had, who have lost a loved one who have dealt with some of the issues of this ongoing. We are so thankful 2020 was over in 2021. It was like, wait, <laughs> we're going to repeat this again. Um, and you want some time and space. I encourage you to sign up for the longest night service. So good reminder. That's good. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you for your time, Brentley. Oh yeah. Thank you. It's fun. I've enjoyed. I always enjoyed these discussions. I appreciate you. And um, thank you to our audience for joining us, whether you've joined us live or whether you join us later on our blog or on our podcast. We are glad that you are here. And if you have any questions or comments, leave those on our blog or on Facebook. I read every one of those and I am happy to respond. And we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye. Great. See you all.